Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater podcast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented <laughs> friend over to my apartment. We chat a bit and then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist moved to New York in 2010, beginning his songwriting career at the BMI Musical Theater Workshop. Since then, he's been writing and performing in the city as much as possible. A frequenter of the Path Cafe and Rockwood Music Hall, uh, he's produced, written for, and performed in concerts all over the city, from the Lori Beachman to Alice Tolley Hall at Lincoln Center. Obviously, I'm talking about David Allen Thornton. Obviously, who else? Uh, who else I, would I really about? couldn't be talking about anybody else. Uh, this is so much fun already. You can just they talk can. the entire time, and I would just have the time of my life. <laughs> well, how's it going? Thanks for being here. Of course. Here, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. White wine. White wine. This is the second podcast interview where wine has been implemented. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have thought it would have been much more. I, it, other, the other ones have tequila and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. harder liquors. I like to switch it up. I wanted to, you know, just get right into it. Now, what made you start writing original songs? Were you were you ever going to focus on, like, you know, so many of my friends were, like, were, like vocal majors or, or they, you know, pursued, you know, and, like, writing came later or what, or, you know... What they do came later, you know what I mean? Oh. Well, I guess what I do came first in that um, I come from a very musical family, and um, I, my mom played piano and had this old upright piano in our, uh, uh, I was about to say apartment, I've been in New York for too long, <laughs> in our house, we had a house. What? <laughs> Did, next year you can tell me you had a car. <laughs> we, had a, we had a car, we had, I went to a high school and had to drive there, it was great. Um, but it, I was playing piano and I for some reason wanted to write music and but when you're that when you're that age when you're in middle school and high school you don't know that I want to write music you just do it you know you're right. not like I want to be a songwriter you just write songs and um, so I still remember the first melody I ever wrote was in middle school and I wrote it and of course it had four chords on the piano very very simple but I was so proud of it and then through high school I wrote and sang and, and played piano and, and played in church and um, my senior year of high school my dad was like we need to get these recorded no dad I don't want to record it because I get it. If, if it's only for me it's for me and so we went to a small studio and recorded all these songs then of course he wanted to like, spread them out and, mm-hmm. spread, mm-hmm. and I was so embarrassed I didn't really believe in myself back then but I do now so it's okay but back then I was like, Dad, you're just embarrassing. <laughs> but, Did you write mostly on, on piano or guitar? I wrote mostly on piano in those days. I hardly ever played guitar. Um, in fact, my first guitar was given to me when I graduated high school. No it was way. given to me by my aunts and uncles and cousins and parents that kind of all pooled together to buy me a guitar. Wow. And it's the guitar I still have and perform with, which is really I love sweet. That. I love right? that. It was, That's a gr- it beautiful... Was, Ending of a lifetime. It was movie. at it was at my high school, my graduation open house. And I still remember seeing my cousin trying to hide it as they walked it up the driveway. I was like, ah, I'm getting a guitar, um, which is kind of interesting because I I kind of played it in college. I was in the college worship band and different things like that. And uh, but now it's the thing I write and play on primarily. Is it always your voice when you're when you're writing songs? Do you find that it's that it's always or often your voice that you write for first? Absolutely. Yeah. Because when I'm writing, I'm singing. I never sit down to a piano 
or guitar and write the notes intellectually. I'm just not that smart. I I write the song based on how it just comes out. Yeah. And so in some ways the songs write themselves. I know that's a cop out answer, but no. um so it's it's always in my voice to begin and always for my voice to begin because I'm the one who has to sing. Yeah. Um however as my voice has gotten stronger and developed, I've begun to sing and write for different parts of my voice which has allowed different characters and different um ranges to come through. Uh, I wrote one song called Superhero, which is definitely a tenor. It goes up to a B. And I could never perform it, but because I was writing it and writing it just in my voice and not on the paper, I didn't know it was a B. And (laughs) it came out, and now I can't sing it. But Damn it. Right. Before I knew what the note was, it was so easy. Um, Yeah. I find that I write really well for the voices of women, because as a baritone... My voice just translates an octave higher, and it's the perfect mezzo range. That's awesome. Um, some of my favorite collaborators, Lauren Marcus, mm-hmm. for one. Who, if you don't know who Lauren Marcus is, you need to look her up. Um, she and I have the exact same range, one octave apart. That's so, so she crazy. knows if she writes anything, I can sing it. And I know if I write anything, she can sing it. And we have performed so many times together, just trading parts and harmonizing each other's songs and suggesting parts, because we just know. I love that. Yeah, it's really fun. So is she one of your primary, like, quote-unquote collaborators? Um, She's a collaborator in that we have performed several times together. Mm -hmm. If I have to have a female vocalist or someone on stage with me, she's one of the first people I call. She's an incredible performer, um, great actress, and uh, very, very smart. Yeah, she is. Quick learn, and so expressive. Yeah. Um, are there, is there anyone else that you work with? Do you co-write with anyone? Do you ever, or...? Oh, um... Collaboration in the co-writing sense was brand new to me when I moved to New York for the, um... the Layman Angle workshop at BMI. That was a brand new experience, and, um... I ended up writing a lot with Rob Del Gaudio. Um, wonderful composer. Um, great friend. He's turned into one of my best friends here in the city. He and I haven't written anything since the workshop, but we have a lot of gems that remain from our time together that we pull out of the closet and uh, use. Um, Recently, I've been working with Sally Eidman, and uh, she is a new singer-songwriter in that she hasn't been doing it for very long. In fact, her very first songs that she wrote, she brought to me with the melody and the words and was like, what can we do with this? And I was able to write the accompaniment for her. Nice. And that's been a co-writing collaboration in that as we've been working together, she's grown as a um, songwriter and a guitarist. So she's taking more and more of it on her own, and um, she just writes fantastic songs. So that's been an, an interesting learning experience because I've written accompaniments for her songs that I would never have written for my own music, and thus have learned about writing songs through it. Awesome. Um, her melodies, her choices of words, her her structure. It's it's been really cool to be able to. S- look at a written song and add to it and have to dissect it and it's, it's it's a cool it's a cool way to collaborate and learn about songwriting do you work with any um other musicians uh, you know pretty regularly no um <laughs> next question no. well it's not that simple i <laughs> i have some musicians that i always call upon um if i have a rock show 
Lorenzo Wolf is the first bassist I call. Oh, of course. Of um, course. Uh, Ryan Vaughn is one of the best drummers in town. He definitely deserves to be called both a drummer and a percussionist because he just does everything well. Um, Mark Sanderlin as a rock piano player. He's just brilliant. And together they all work really, really well. It's it's wonderful to go into a room preparing for like a rock and roll show and say, here's a song, and play it, and then they turn to each other and decide how the song's supposed to go. <laughs> and and you just let them because they mm-hmm. all know mm-hmm. their jobs better than you do and yeah. your song sounds better than you could have imagined because of it. Lorenzo Wolf, Ryan Vaughn, Mark Sanderlin, hire them all. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what's the difference for you between performing... Well, first of all, do you perform anyone else's songs other than yours? Do you do covers? Do you... I do covers. Um, so what's the difference for you between performing your stuff and someone else's stuff? The difference is really the, the distance and the time it takes to internalize someone else's songs. All the songs I've written come from me. Yeah. And I know them in and out. And I've sang them hundreds and hundreds of times in the shower. And walking along the street. And having them in my head as I'm supposed to be doing other things. Um, doing a cover or someone else's music is the challenge is how do I internalize it like my own and make it my own and in some cases they've become even more my own than my own songs Hmm. I uh, once covered So Alive by Ryan Adams and um, I'd always loved the song and I had an opportunity to, to perform it and I was so nervous about it because it was such a difficult song to sing and it was so high and I was just practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. And when I got on stage, I was overwhelmed with emotion and like just moved by this song and knew what it meant. Maybe not what Ryan Adams meant, but knew what it, it meant. meant to you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was one of my favorite moments on stage ever. I love that. You're very you you are very committed to whatever work I've seen you do on stage, whether it's your stuff or selfishly my stuff. I'm I just I'm Which hopefully like, there will be more of Which we're hoping yeah, yeah, no, of course there will be. <laughs> I kidding? want to sing more. There'll be there'll be plenty. Oh good. Um but yeah, I'm just it's it's really it's it's so rewarding to watch you work because because I know the work that you've put into it. It doesn't look like you're working, you know what I mean? But right. it's just it's it's just really inspiring hmm. to see. Thank you so much. Well, thank thank you. That's encouraging. So so that so basically the answer is that it's harder for you to get inside these songs. It's, it but takes much. It's more it takes rewarding. much longer. It takes a completely different focus. Um, for me <laughs> to get into my own song, perform my own song, it's a matter of the writing of the song, and it's a matter of me being honest when the song's coming together, and I'm making decisions about what the song is. Right. That's the difficult part there. For the for the other, for a cover, it's a matter of seeing everything that already exists in the song. It's all been it's already written. It's there. It's whole. And you can't pick and choose. You have to take it all, but you have to make that fit into your own life and into your own experience and into your own heart, and then perform it. And sometimes that means lying on stage. And sometimes that means getting upset about things that don't really exist. Sometimes that means having hope that you don't otherwise have. But um, 
it's a really cool experience. Do you have trouble letting go of your songs if someone wanted to sing them? I have a dream that people will someday want to sing my songs, um, and that people will own records of my songs and will sing them walking down the street, and then I will be upset, and that will be a fine problem for me to have. (laughs) (laughs) I will drink to that problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If someone wanted to perform my music, I would be so honored, and I have been honored when I do my musical theater cabarets, and I see people perform them, perform them well, and then come up to me afterwards and say, that was a thrill. That's really neat. Yeah. Do you approach theater songs differently than you approach your non-theater songs? Absolutely not. The only difference there is that you have to create it from someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, the power of empathy is that someone else is going to be you, and that you are going to be the someone else while you write it. Um, I don't think a truly beautiful theater or cabaret piece has been written where the writer was separate from the character they were writing. I'm not sure that would be possible. Um, perhaps, but I don't, I don't understand how it would be. What are the, for you, what are the perks and pitfalls of writing songs that you know you're going to sing and they're not connected to a piece of theater? I think the perk is that you've just created your own treasure and that you have something that's beautiful that you can keep with yourself keep with you forever um I guess the the pitfall is that there's no immediate say market for the song mm. unless somebody wants to listen to it they have no use for it hmm. um so f- I guess from a immediate financial standpoint there might be a pitfall but to have a song that's so very connected to yourself that when people see you step on stage they hope you perform it or uh, a song that if someone hears a word immediately reminds them of you because of your lyric I don't see how that's a bad thing it's a great thing <laughs> it's a great thing well at this point um, I, I usually like to set up the song oh let's set it up it's okay so um, so this this is a song. It's it's a couple years old, um, but it has never been performed publicly. What? Why not? I, I don't know. It's crazy. Such a great song. Thank you. Um, you know, David was kind enough to learn the song "Drip" from my song cycle "Standalone," and uh, it's quartet. So you're going to hear a couple of other past uh, podcast guests also make some some cameos on it. But it's a primarily David song and. I even changed the character's name to be David for the special occasion. That caused some difficulty on my part. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he just wasn't ready. I was like, what? Other names? <laughs> Remember, if you like the song and David's performance of it, and of course you will, uh, it's available for free download on my SoundCloud page. That is until the next podcast. And if you'd like to request sheet, sheet music, you may write me at joelbnew at gmail.com for free PDF. Um, make sure you like my fan page on Facebook. Do you have a fan page? I do. David Allen Thornton. Wonderful. Which has that little N in there. Thornton. Thornton. It's an English, it's an English name. Be pretentious and you'll say it right. David Allen Thornton. That's a good... I, I think that's the lesson we can take home today. Be, Be pretentious, pretentious and say it. That's right. <laughs> uh, make sure you're visiting our websites, joelbnew.com, davidallenthornton.com. Um, please subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends and last but not least thank you David Allen Thornton for being here oh thank you Joel B. New I, it was such a pleasure I can't wait until you ask me again I will yes. I will 
From my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New. And David Allen Thornton. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Thank you for dropping by for something new. a million dollars David gets a grip takes another sip what else can he do but resign to his brew just enjoy the drip Daniel's getting pumped for his date and cannot to be sleepy. Fancy coffee helps him wait and keeps his mind off Mr. Creepy. Mr. Get a Grip. Take another sip. It's not what you think. Please stop eyeing his drink. Just enjoy the drip. I deserve that coffee like I deserve that race. Blue collar does not match green eyed. Enjoy what you ought to be enjoying. Your coffee goes down better with some pride. How quickly envy becomes annoying. David, get a grip. David, get a grip. Take another sip. Take another sip. Drip got you this far. Is that all that you are? David, get a grip. David, get a grip. Take another sip. Nice coffee. I don't care. All the same, I'm moving over there. Just enjoy the trip. 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 Just enjoy the trip.